All right, and welcome back. This is your brother Ben Yusuf again, and this is Untranslated Islam, where we dig into the sources of materials, the sources of materials that you haven't gotten from Arabic, translate them into English so that we can all get benefit. Okay, we just got finished our sitting of uh, a tortil. And so we want to do this sitting connected to it because this is the reason why. And as you saw, everything is connected. You got to have to double or thinking about it. Once you think about it or a way to help you think about it is to be able to take any idea that you start thinking deeply about and just say it over and over again. It helps you think about it. And then from that, OK, when you start thinking about it to the point you cry, let it out. But just let it out in a respectable way. Let the eyes tear and let it bubble. <laughs> Not, uh, but just let it bubble out. Just let it bubble out while you're reciting. OK. And then after that, Tortil helps that come, which is to recite it at a steady but contemplative pace and now look at this this is the last thing that we're going to cover from this book and then we're going to do a few questions from different scholars on some points that'll help you also so right here we're going to do what's the chapter and this is from uh tibian of imam nawi okay imam nawi's book at tibian uh the adab hamar uh fi adab quran which is tibian or the pure clarification for uh, the proper etiquette to the person who carries the Quran. All right. So this is dua li kulli munasabah. This is the chapter making dua in every situation where it's where it calls for it. Why you're in salat, standing in qiyam. Okay. While you're standing in qiyam, when you get to an ayah that, that, that calls that you make dua, you make dua. Of course, this is why you're praying by yourself. Even though some of the scholars, as you, as you'll see, said you should do it also when you're leading people in salah. But while you're praying by yourself, especially, you stop and you make dua according to what's being said in there. Okay? Yustahab. Ida marra bi ayati rahmatin. And yes, Allah ta'ala min fadlihi. Okay? That it's yustahab or it's preferred or it's beloved. That if you go through past an ayah of rahmah, that you ask Allah for his rahmah. If you go past an ayah about fadl, ask Allah for his fadl. It's an ayah where Allah Jalla literally says, Was Allah min was Allah min fadli? Was Allah min fadli? And you stop and you say, Allah may inyas aluka min fadlika. Huh? You ask him, Oh Allah, I ask you for your fadl. You say, Ar Rahman ar Rahim. Allahumma ya Rahman ya Rahim irhamni. And you ask him, okay? Maliki yawmiddin. Allahumma jirna min ahwal al-akhirah. Okay, you ask him right there. Oh Allah, I ask you for your mercy. Oh Allah, save me from the from the tor- from the from the terrors of Yom Qiyamah. You know, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Allahumma laka hamd. Of course, you don't do it every time, but when you're feeling it, you stop and you do it, okay? And you do this, of course, in your recitation, in Salat, quietly. You don't connect, you don't make it as loud like a, uh, uh, my brother and I were just talking about in Salat. Uh, you're going to do, do different dua, you're just doing with your lips, okay? You don't do it with your heart, because why? مَا يَلْفِضُ مِنْ قَوْلٍ إِلَّا لَدَيْهِ رَقِيبٌ عَتِيدٌ Okay, Allah Jalla said in Surah Al-Qaf, there's not a single love that comes off of their lips and tongue except that the angels write it down. So the ulama said when you make dua, you don't make dua in your head and in your heart and just say, but you move your lips so that the angels can write it down for you. Even if it's a whisper. Okay, you don't have to make any noise, but when you move your lips, any sound that comes out, just a whisper. Now the angels got something to write down. 
But even if you do it but just with your heart, because sometimes you get to the point where you're crying, you can't talk. Because if you talk, you're going to cry more. So Allah got you. On that day when he brings you Laysa Bina Kewabina who told your man, he's going to talk about everything that was in there. And so it's is written for you, but you want the angels or it's known by Allah, but you want the angels to have it written down for you. OK, so the whole point is that when you get to the eyes of Rahma, you ask Allah. OK, when you get to the eyes of punishment, you ask Allah, you ask Allah, you have to ask him, oh, Allah, I seek refuge from, from, the, from the punishment, oh, Allah, I seek refuge from, from the punishments mentioned in this ayah, oh, Allah, please save me, save me and my family from this, save me and my family, so you got to ask him these things, oh, Allah, I seek, oh, Allah, I ask you, uh, pardoning and protection from this. I ask you to be pardoned of for safety from every type of evil. Or things like this. Use when they say Fatabarakallahu Ahsan al Qa Ahsanul Khaliqin Tabarakallahumma wabihamdiga. You make dua to him. Huh? Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Allahumma hamdani lik. Fasubhanallahi heena tumsuna wa heena tusbihoon. Subhanakallahumma wabihamdik. You literally make dua to him. You make that connection. You, you, look, you made the call. Brrr, brrr. That's when you were standing. When you say Allahu Akbar, it's like the answer was like, you won't call. Until you turn away from him, whether it's you turn away from him literally or your heart ain't connected. If your heart ain't connected and you get hung up on it's your fault. So the whole point is that you got to connect your heart to the Salah. All right. So he says, if you get to an eye that's talking about making Sabbah Alillah, all you guys have those eyes memorized. Sabbah Alillah, Sabbah and Yusabbihu for all those different surahs that y'all got memorized, probably from Jews called Sama'ah. So when you do that, you say it. Subhanallah. Subhanallah. Okay. Okay. فَسُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَى You say, سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَى You say, تَبَارَكَ وَتَعَالَى You say, these are all the things he's telling you to say. So he's still telling you the things to say. He said, when you get to the eyes that, that, that where, Allah, where it extols Allah, you say, سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَى You say, تَبَارَكَ وَتَعَالَى uh, 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 You say, جَلَّتْ عَظْمَةَ عَظْمَةُ رَبِّنَا Oh, عَظْمَةَ Okay, yeah, it says that. I thought I was saying that. Okay, so all these different things. And we just was talking about this. The people who don't have Arabic, you say it in English, but you say it quietly. Okay, you can't make it like the recitation. You just whisper it. Huh? You read something about, about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you say subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because you know that. But tabarakah wa ta'ala, I think you know that too. Blessed he be, best, blessed and exalted is he. So you say tabarakah wa ta'ala. But for the other stuff, you might not be able to know how to say it in Arabic. So you say, Allah save me from the hellfire. Allah give me Jannah. Allah enter me in the Jannah. Save me from the hell. 
Like, like you say it to the best of your ability. Allah accepts the dua of any language. He's the one. وَمِنْ آيَاتِهِ From his ayat is the اختلاف ألسنتكم وألوانكم Is the, the difference of languages and colors. As he said in Surah... Uh, he was not in Kabut, it's Rome. In Surah Rome. Okay, so the Rome, Surah Rome. So he says that, that that's from his ayats, the difference of the languages and the difference of the colors. So it's from his ayats that you can speak any language. You speak it in a language that you can do it. To the best of your ability. I mean, Allah bless us all to get what we need. Even though, like I said, you get little, little, uh, uh, uh we call Jawami ayat, uh, Jawami hadith, uh, uh, dua from the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam you can use in every situation. You know, you don't know how to say anything else. You just ask for that. All right. All right. Here we go. Let's continue. Uh, it says, uh, which is another one from the other Quran, go back to. And he was the one who gave the sirrah of the Prophet. The, the, the secrets of the Prophet was with Hudayfa. Hudayfa would talk to him, or he would talk to Hudayfa about certain things. So when he died, Hudayfa was the only one who knew who the Munafiki and the hypocrites were. So all the Sahabas would watch him to see if it was somebody he would pray over or go into prayer with them or not in order to get an idea of who was Munafiq and who wasn't Munafiq. That's how deep Hudayfa was. But he was one of the holders of the Quran. Of the Quran. So it says that Hudayfa ibn, Hudayfa ibn, ibn al-Yaman, he said, anhuma, uh, call, salaytu. Come on, come back, come back. Uh-oh. It's, it's, it's only 10 seconds left of this. It's, apparently this is not plugged up. This is not plugged up, apparently. Can you see a plug? All right, just give me one second. It gets gave me the... the, the... Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. All right. All right. All right, we're rolling. We're cooking with gas. We're cooking with electric, actually. All right, let's continue on. This is real talk. This is real, real deal. Okay, so anyway, uh, he, Hudayfa ibn Yaman, ibn al-Yaman, he said, Salaitu ma'an-Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He said, I prayed with the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam laylatin, on a night prayer. Okay, so he got the, the you know, and he said, Faftataha al-Baqarah. He started reciting Surah Al-Baqarah. The Qultu, he says, so I said to myself, Yarkaw Indalmi'a. He's going to stop. Nobody prayed with the Prophet at nighttime. But because they didn't have the opportunity. But he was at his house. It was nighttime. The Prophet started praying. I remember it from another narration. The Prophet started praying. He didn't expect anybody to pray with him. But then Hudayfa got up and Hudayfa started praying with him. Okay? So he said that he opened up Surah Al-Baqarah. And the and when he started reciting, reciting, when he started going long, then Hudayfa said, "I said to myself, Yarkaw in the Uh He said he gonna he gonna give go into a record at hundred ayats, huh? Thumma mava. But then he continued, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Fakultu. So I said to myself, "You suddenly be here, uh, he's going to, okay, he's going to finish all of the Bakr in one rakah. And then he's going to make a record. Okay, he's going to go down. For mother, so he finished all of Bakr. For kultu, yorka. Okay, now he's about to go down. For Now, you know Bakr is two and a half Jews, right? Or two and a quarter Jews, right? So he finished all of that, which is 40, let's say about 45 pages, between 45 to 50 pages, okay? It's sort of the Bakr. He finished it, and then he jumped straight into, he went straight into Nisa without going down. Uh, فَقَرَأَهَا He opened the whole Surah to Nisa. That's another Jews and a half, easily. Okay, it might be two. No, it's a Jews and a half, about Jews and a half. And then he finished that. ثُمَّ فَتَحَ آلَ إِمْرَانِ And then he went and started doing Ali Imran. Ali Imran itself, again, 
over a juice easily. So you're talking about 20, 40, 60, 80. You're talking about easily 80 to 100 pages that, this, that the prophet recited in one rakah. And they'll listen to it because he wasn't reciting quick. This is what he is about to explain. That's the point of all of this. This is the prophet, stand up for the, for the, for, for the, for the night, the whole night, except for a little, huh? So the whole point is, is that he did all of this for Qur'an and then he explained how he recited. يَقْرَأُ تَرَسُّلًا إِذَا مَرَّ بِآيَةٍ فِيهَا تَسْبِيح Okay, he recited in a deep contemplating tone, in a deep contemplating uh, a sp- a speed, like tortil, with deep contemplation and feeling. And when he any ayah that he went up past that had something about tasbih, giving glory to Allah, he stopped and he right there in salah made sabbaha. He said, Subhanallah, huh? Subhanallah, whatever the situation was. And when it was something where he was supposed to ask a question, he asked the question. Okay? Like asking for dua, making dua, he made dua. And when it was something where he was supposed to seek refuge from, he sought refuge from it. And this was all in the salah, while he was in the salah. So it showed his heart was connected to everything. He did it at a slow speed or, you know, medium speed or whatever, deep contemplation. And this is in Bukhara, in Sahih Muslim. All right? وَكَانَتْ سُورَةُ النِّسَاءِ فِي ذَلِكَ الْوَقْتِ مُقَدَّمَةً عَلَىٰ آلِ إِمْرَانٍ Okay, so at that time, uh, Ali, uh, it used to be Surah Al-Baqarah, then Surah Al-Nisa, then Surah Ali imran is the way that it used to be. And this was before anybody wrote the Qur'an down. The Qur'an wasn't written down as a book in book form until after the Prophet Sallallahu died in the battle with Musaylim al-Kadhab when all the Qur'an, all the Qur'an recitators were being getting the Shahada or dying as martyrs. And then that's when Umar came to Abu Bakr and said, say the Ummah. And they came up with the point that Allah refers to it as a kitab all the time. So it's supposed to be put in a kitab form. So we got to write it down, scripture, okay? So before that, everybody just had it in their chest the way that the Prophet told them to put it and organize it. And back in those days, before the Prophet Sallallahu died, in those earlier days, uh, uh, Nisa, it was Baqarah, and then Nisa, and then Ali Amran. But before the Prophet Sallallahu died, he told them to reorganize it, okay, rearrange it. All right, so whatever hikmah it was because of that, it may be because a lot of ayats from this one came down before this one. And then once Ali Amran was complete, then it changed and changed places. Allahu A'lam. All right, we'll call it Ashabuna. And then, Imam, now we said, and our, our, uh, uh, companions said, وَيُسْتَحَبُّ هَذَا السُّؤَالِ وَالْإِسْتِعَاذَ وَالْتَسْبِيحِ لِكُلِّ قَارِئِ سَوَاءٌ كَانَ فِي الصَّلَاةِ أَوْ خَارِجًا مِنْهَا And he said that, and the people that's amongst me, the scholars, we all agree that it's mustahab or is beloved to do this type of asking and making tasbih and seeking refuge in any time you recite the Quran. So it's whether you're in Salah or out of Salah. So you're walking down the street and you... Uh, so, you think about, are you just reciting? Because you're going and you're doing Mirajah. Then you think about the ayah. You say, subhanAllah, alhamdulillah, Or you say, just start making dua for all the things that you would talk to people about. You start talking to Allah and thinking about it. Thinking about it. And just keep reciting over and over again. Unfarid wal dua. Uh, فاستوى, uh, فاستوى 
Okay, deep point. So this is the this is the fuqaha now. This is those people who got filk who understand the deen and they make these judgments based on that. He said, and based on the wording of of the of the of the hadith and based on everything that come to us, that it is beloved for the person, every person is said to do this. Whether it's the imam leading the salah, so that's why he's saying in salah you can do this. Well, like for tarawih like that, and there was ikhilaf about if it's, you could do it in the fall or not, but for sure for something like tarawih like this, then the imam should do it. And he should do it whether he's by himself or whether he's with people. And those people should also make duatis in the back. So you're doing this all, of course, very quietly. Of course, if it's a whole moon, you're doing it. Boy, whisper like this. Okay, that's how you're doing it. It's because you can't distract. And Allah, I mean, the Prophet said, Let us be cool, Imam. He said, Don't proceed the Imam and don't be equal with them. And in another place, he said, Don't. Like battle with him with sound, or in other words, y'all will be quiet, the imams will be listening. So you're quiet and you're doing this. And he said the proof of it is the situation. This he said that salah is dua, and the proof of it is is the fact that we say the amin at the end of the the fatiha because the amin because the prophesized. I mean because the fatiha itself is dua, and you say amin. Okay, so if the imam makes a dua and you can hear it, you can say amin to his dua. And if you can't and you want to make your own dua, when you hear ayah, you say it, but you say it very quietly. But it just shows you the seriousness of this point. Okay, we don't need this, um, but I'm just going to say it to you for those people who are on this level. The majority of the madhahib, Imam Shafi, Imam Ahmed, Imam Malik, all agreed on this. Uh, Imam Hanifa was the, uh, Abu Hanifa was the only one that said, uh, that in Salah, uh, that it's, that is Yukrah, that he didn't prefer to do it in Salah, but outside of Salah, he said, but the major, but the rest of the scholars who are the majority all agreed on otherwise. All right. So the whole point is, and that's right in time for the event. Alhamdulillah. We're, we're wrapping up. This is exactly what we wanted to close out. That's literally the last thing I needed to say for this chapter. So the point is, now we got all that. We have no excuse, brothers and sisters, my beloved. We have no excuse. We got what it takes to not be from the law of healing, as we said in one of the very first sittings, to not be from the healers. We can get up, recite. Uh, uh, you can get up 20 minutes to 30 minutes before Fajr. You can recite one to three rakaat. It's best to do two, salam out, and then get up and do a third. Okay. And you can read Al-Fatiha and any one to three ayats. And I'm going to get into that in our next sitting. How much you can read. What's the least you can read after the Fatiha? You can read any one of the short stories that you have. You can read Al-Asr, Kul Huwallahu Ahad, Kul Aoudhu Rabbi Fala, Kul Aoudhu Rabbi Nasi, Ida Jaya Nasrullah Wal-Fat, Kul Ya Ayyuh Al-Kafirun, Tabbat Ya Dabi Lahab Al-Watab, Alam Tara Kayfa Fa'ala Rabbuka Bi Ashab Al-Fil, Li'ilaa Fi Quraysh. You get my point. Inna A'tayna Kel Kawthar. You go and you read and you think about and contemplate the tafsir of it. Think about how it applies to you. And you go and you stand and you take some time with your Lord. And trust me, you go walking to him, as he said, he will come running to you. You go to him, uh, excuse me, you take one step towards him, he'll take two towards you. You come to him mashian or walking, he comes to you harwala, running or rushing in a way that befits his majesty. May Allah make us all from the people of the Quran, make us all to be from those people who are not written as the ghafilin or the heedless every night that we can. And allow us, because we get enough of Fajr anyway, it's easy to just set it for half an hour before that. 
and get up and get used to it. And as time goes on, you'll get more in. And if you can't do it in the end, do it in the beginning. Okay. Abu Bakr, it was times where because of all his travels and all the stuff he had to do with business and stuff, he was known for doing his sometime before he went to sleep, which is that whole two rakats and then what that you go before you slam, before you go to sleep. Do it then. Go home and do it so you can take your time and think about it. Do it then before you go to sleep. But the Prophet Sallallahu heard that Abu Bakr was doing it this way or Umar was doing it this way. Abu Bakr was doing it before he went to sleep. Umar was getting up and he said, this is good. You know, Abu Bakr, but what Umar was doing was he said, this is better. Uh, to show that getting up, going to sleep and getting up is better because it shows that you're struggling to get up specifically for Allah. All right, we're going to close out here, brothers and sisters. We're going to keep excavating by Allah's permission. We just ask you guys to make dua for us and let's keep trying to benefit and apply to our lives. Until next time, this is your brother. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi Untranslated Islam. Fanami, let me add